this teaching about the truth about Halloween. It's coming up and um, I'm going to teach you the spiritual truths about this day. First of all, whenever you are going to be a part of something, involve yourself in something, um, partake in something as a child of God, it's important that you look in the spiritual realm and you go by the spirit and you don't just blindly go along with the crowd and just do what culture does, just do what the popular thing is to do. But we are children of God. We are not of this world. We are living in the world, but we are not of this world. It means that we don't do the same things that the world does. In fact, we do the opposite. We are called to be the salt and the light, something so different from what's in the world. Um, God calls us to be set apart. He says to not conform yourself to the patterns of the world, but to be, re be renew your mind with what does God want you to be doing, thinking, speaking, listening to, being involved with. Renew your mind instead of conforming to the patterns of this world. And it says that in 1 John 1, 5, it says, This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So first of all here, the scripture says that we, that we should walk in the light and not in the darkness at all. First, first Thessalonians 5, 5 also says, you are all sons of light, sons and daughters. You are sons and daughters of light and sons and daughters of the day, it says. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. Now, it's important we sleep. <laughs> God made us to sleep, but it says, don't sleep as others do, but instead be, let us watch and be sober. So the meaning of that is talking about do not sleep in the spiritual realm, meaning do not be blinded. Do not take your, take your, awareness, your, your, your awareness off, but be aware. Be alert. Be alert to the sneaky ways the devil is gonna, wants to try to come in your life. Be alert. Don't be sleepy and, get, and behave like the world. So um, we, are, we are sons and daughters of the light, of the, of the daytime of light. That is who we are. This is a big part of our identity and something to know uh, when God says, do not conform yourself to the world. He's speaking, do not do dark things of the world. There's a lot of dark things in the world happening. There's a lot of dark things that people engage in in the world. Do not conform to that because that's, you're not called to be there at all in the darkness. So 
when we, when we, before we engage in certain movies, TV, music, traditions, holidays, or attend clubs, organizations, we shouldn't just go with the crowd and just do how we feel and what everyone else is doing and what sounds fun. But every decision of, of uh, having to do with these things, we should always be asking God, looking in the spirit. Is this light? Is this darkness? Is this God's will? Is this not? Is this pleasing to God? Is this grieving to God? Is this going to edify my spirit and make me closer to Je bring me closer to Jesus and make me become more spiritual? Or is it going to bring me farther from Jesus? Is it going to make my flesh, my carnal man, rise up more? Is it going to... Um, is, 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 is it going to be lead me, leading me into darkness and away from God's plan for my life? We should, you should be asking yourself these things. This is how to be spiritual. And there's, there, there can be a lot of Christians that are cultural Christians that they just do what they see other Christians doing or the Christians that they are around doing only but are not being spiritual. We are called to be spiritual. We are called to, to live our every day in union with God, inviting him into our decisions and renewing our mind so that our spiritual eyes can see. And we, we, don't, we aren't sleeping, but our spiritual eyes are awake because we're renewing our mind. We are reading the word of God. We are listening to anointed teachings, uh, present tense word of God, like what you're hearing today. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So uh, 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 an opening of your eyes, uh, increase of faith, increase of understanding of the things of the spiritual realm comes by hearing the word of God. So now, okay, so... Whenever you go to engage in something, if you're trying to make this decision, should I engage in this holiday? Should I engage in uh, this music, listen to this music, watch this movie, etc.? You a way to to see in the spiritual realm concerning this thing is to look at what the spirit is behind it. Look at this. What is the spirit behind it? So. What first of all, light, if we are children of light, we are we are like Jesus, which means these are these are the qualities we have, the, the fruits of the spirit we have, and the things we we release and promote. It's peace, it's joy, it's hope, it's faith, it's love, um, it's bringing inspiration. It's, it's uplifting, edifying. So that's what light means, healing. A removing of darkness and a bringing of healing. From death to life, removal of death and bringing life. That's what it means to be children of light, children of God. So these are the, these are the things that we should be 
speaking, promoting. Uh, this is, we are a vessel of God when we are doing these things, when we are being people of peace and joy, bringing these things, life. We are allowing God to flow through us. And when we don't do these things, we are not allowing him to flow through us. He may live inside, but we are not allowing him to flow through us. So that's light. And the Bible says that um, in, in Matthew 6, 22, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? The eye is the lamp of your body. If the eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. So the meaning of that is what you are putting your eyes to determines what's coming inside your body, determines if you will be full of light or full of darkness. There's lots of places we could choose to put our eyes to. The way that we fill ourselves with light is to look at Jesus, to focus on Jesus, to meditate on Jesus, to spend time with Jesus, to talk with Jesus, to listen to Jesus. To um, The Bible says, think of these things, all things that are pure, lovely, admirable, worthy of praise, good. Think of these things. When we meditate and think on those things, you're filling yourself with light. Um, we can also put our eyes to the Word of God. The Word of God is putting so much light in you as you read the Word of God. Um, the, eyes of the, the eyes as being the lamp of the body, it also is the same thing for ears too. As you put your eyes and ears to the, the, the church, the, like here's church, where you are being fed, anointing is being released. What happens is you are intaking so much light. There is anointing. There's, there's anointing that's being released to you. There is the word of God, Rhema word of God being released to you and it's coming in you. And on top of that, there is anointing on the word. There is anointing released just as you position yourself here. That's casting out demons and healing the sick even. It's light coming in you. That light is so powerful, it's what's expelling the darkness. It's light coming in you. It's like when, when a demon's cast out, Holy Spirit fills. It's just so much light expelling the darkness and more light filling you. The light meaning Jesus, the Holy Spirit, His anointing. You can, um, you can have a conversation with someone that's edifying. You can be talking about God. You can be encouraging one another. That's light coming in you as well. Um, and then we have to make decisions that, of what we listen to and what we watch in our days. You can choose to listen to worship music and you're intaking light, more light as you listen to it. The worship music is, is helping you to focus on Jesus and the worship music contains the word of God. So it's, sometimes it can be even be like a little bit like reading the Bible, depending on the worship song. But it's like, um, it's reminding you of the word of God. It's helping you to renew your mind with the word of God. Um, it's, 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 you're intaking, through worship music, you're intaking God's word, God's truth, 
And, and if that's filling you more to making no room for the devil's lies. And then you can, and then when it comes to what you watch on TV, movies and things, you can choose to put your eyes on something that's, uh, that's of God, like the word of, like right now you're choosing, you're watching TV right now. Some of you are watching this on, a, on YouTube, on, a t- on your TV right now. You are in taking light right now. And then there are Christian movies out there. There are I- inspiring movies um, that as you're watching, it, it might not be like it, it is anointing per se, that much light coming in, but the themes are hope and peace and joy and life. Um, if it's a Christian movie, testimony of Jesus, this is filling yourself with light. So here right now, these are examples of, of, of when you put your eyes and ears to things of light, how it fills you with light. But the same is true on the opposite way of when you put your eyes and ears to darkness, darkness will fill you. Um, it's, so we should not take it lightly what we're putting our eyes to and what we're listening to because darkness can literally, darkness literally does come inside. Um, your eyes and ears are like portals, like gateways. They become an open door to the enemy, an open door for demons to come in if you're putting your eyes and ears on things of darkness. So... I explained to you so we can understand what light is. Okay, so now I'm going to discuss what darkness is. Darkness is everything of the enemy. Death, fear, creepiness, sickness, lack. Um, that's, that's what darkness is. Bondage, witchcraft, everything having to do with the devil's work. Witches are the ones sending demons to people. So we have fear, darkness, literal darkness, um, witchcraft. So all of those things that I just mentioned right now, right there, that sums up Halloween, right? If you're to think about what Halloween is, those are the things that come to mind. All Halloween decorations have to do with, with creepiness, with horror, with scariness. We have skeletons is a symbol of death. We have um, ghosts which is death and witchcraft. Witches is witchcraft. Um, Any kind of dark creature, any kind of symbol of dark, it's there, right? Um, So, and, and then we have the sounds. When you think Halloween, you think of those scary laughs and the screams, the shrieks, you know? Like, I just remember even as a kid when, you know, I. We, we would go trick-or-treating and everything, and I remember going, when you're trick-or-treating, like every house that you're trick-or-treating to has scary decorations out front. Like literally like every single one has that I remember was scary decorations, scary 
dark themes. And then sometimes you would step in the house of a friend, family friend or something, and it was like playing that scary, the shrieks and the scary sounds, you know? So now that we know, what I'm teaching you today, by the way, is is not just for Halloween, but to help you discern what's light and what's dark and what the spirit behind each thing is when you're making decisions in life of what to partake in, of what to engage in. So when we look at Halloween, we don't, we don't see light. We see, we see darkness, darkness and more darkness. If you were to, to um, you know, characterize Halloween, it would be like what I just mentioned, all these themes of darkness, right? And even the holiday itself is celebrated at nighttime. Darkness, um, it, it, trick-or-treating happens at nighttime, not the daytime, the nighttime. And w- witches are the, one of the most popular uh, c- costumes that you see people dress up in. Um, so all these themes are dark and as dark as it gets. So you can, you can see just from this way of using discernment to see light, darkness, now that I know what they are, what's the spirit behind this? What influenced this holiday? What, what inspired this holiday? What's the source? You can clearly see the devil is behind the, hollow, the, the holiday of Halloween. That's the spirit behind it. And something like Halloween, it's, it's like, it's very obvious when it, it's just so extremely dark. The themes are so extremely dark. Um, it's not like half the amount of people put scary decorations out on their lawn. It's like anyone who actually partakes in anyone Halloween, they're going to have at least a ghost or a something looking spooky in their, on their house, on their lawn, you know? Um, so that's how you can determine what that spirit is behind it. And there are a lot more indicators that really the devil's behind it. Um, so many of them, you can look at what I remember growing up that on Halloween, there would be so many people doing crimes like teeping, putting toilet paper on houses and throwing eggs. And I remember as a kid, I remember feeling like that's interesting. It's like everyone's allowed to just do crimes that day. It seems like they just, it, they feel entitled to it. I remember thinking that like, that's interesting. That's strange. You know, on that day, it's, you can see it's like a day where people are given liberty in society and culture to be evil <laughs> or to like evil things, right? It's almost like America society accepts it. That's what it feels like because though, um, though like most people, a lot of people don't have Jesus, even though a lot of people don't have Jesus, it's, it's like a cultural thing that you shouldn't outwardly be spooky, evil, and creepy, right? It's a, <laughs> culturally, it's, we're all supposed to be good people. You know what I mean? So, like if if you if you d- desire to dress up in really scary outfits normally you would it would really be frowned upon right 
but on on Halloween, people can dress up in these like really disturbing costumes and witch costumes, and it's just like all fun and like happy, like oh, I like your costume, you know.、Um, That should be an indicator that 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 the devil's behind it. It's the devil luring people. Come, it be evil. It's okay. It's good that you can you can see that that's the devil's voice that seemed like seeped into society, right? Um. So, um. Also, if we we shouldn't be naive when we are, are engaging in in things and. Traditions, music,、uh, movies, ha- uh, holidays, right? And so, part of not being naive, if, especially, and this is me teaching you how to have discernment,、um, especially when you start to see dark themes, you should really look closely in the spiritual realm. So then you can also look at this,、uh, the history of it, like the, where did it originate from? And and I just looked online and I found. And this seemed to match up to be true. Just history of Halloween. Here's here's some history that I found,、um, and it says that, and this is just like a common knowledge to the public, for,、uh, where I got this from. But it says the tradition originated with the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain, Samhain, when people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts. It marked a pivotal time of year when seasons changed, and more importantly, observers also believed the boundary between this world and the next became especially thin, enabling them to connect with the dead. The early pagan holiday of,、uh, involved a lot of ritualistic ceremonies to connect to spirits, as the Celts were polytheistic. While there isn't a lot of detail known about these celebrations, many believe the Celts celebrated in costume as a disguise against ghosts. So we see how it originated with these people trying to talk to the dead. And by the way,、um, the, the Bible says that we should not talk with spirits of the dead. Deuteronomy eighteen ten it says we should not talk with spirits of the dead. Um, when when you die, you either go to heaven or hell, and when you go to heaven, you live there with Jesus, and you are not communicating to people on the earth. You're in heaven with Jesus, and so this is just an instruction from God.、Uh, we should not be trying to talk to the dead. And what happens is, when you go against that command from God, you're opening up a door. To the to the devil,、um, simply what opens up doors to the devil is going against God's commands. So this is how demons can come in.、Uh, so when you're trying to talk to the dead, even even saints, even great Christian heroes of the faith, even Mary, she's up in heaven. She's not here like in some realm to talk to you for you to talk to. Because Jesus is the only healer and deliverer, it's Him who has all power. No human has ever had any、uh, of their own power to heal and deliver, past or present. It's only Jesus's power. We are vessels, but it is Jesus who does who does all the miracles. So, like, you don't pray to me for me to heal you. 
you pray to Jesus, and Jesus can choose to move through me as a vessel. So if I, when I die, you don't pray to me, even though God used me in power to heal, you don't pray to me. I'm gone. I'm in heaven with Jesus. You pray to Jesus. So that's the same with the saints, with Mary, with all of the saints. They were vessels, but Jesus is the only one that we should be praying to and looking to for his His healing power. So um, there was witchcraft being done. There was um, talking to the dead that was being done in the origins of this holiday. So here we see even more indicators that truly the devil's behind this, this holiday. Um, and I want to share right now that when, when it comes to following God's commands, it's so important that we, I mean, that we as believers, that me as a teacher, as an apostle, that we don't be like, don't do this because the word of God says, and that's that. Sure, that's enough, but it's important that we have revelation of why we should follow the word of God. Because when you have revelation of why you should follow the word of God, this is what makes you to be able to have real discernment and conviction on your own, where you're not looking to someone with a rule, with a list of rules saying, do this, don't do this, do this, don't do this, do this, you can do this, you can don't do this. Um, and this is what I really want you to get from so much from this live, that it's not me saying, well, you shouldn't do this, but you can do this, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't, but that your spiritual eyes would open up so you could hear the Holy Spirit guide you when it comes to these decisions in your every day. Should you listen to this music? Should you watch this movie? Should you partake in this tradition, holiday, go to this club? Um, growing up before I encountered God's power, I... I was a believer my whole life. I loved God, but I had, I just saw like the word of God with little understanding. I didn't see the beauty in his commands. You know, I remember feeling like I didn't understand why he spoke his commands. And a lot of us can feel that way. Like a lot of you may feel that way. Like, well, why can't we drink? You know, why can't we have sex before marriage? Like, why, why? A lot of these things, especially teenagers, and you can wrestle with these things. Like, why does God say that? I don't get it. I don't understand what really the harm is. I was that way. And I just didn't have an understanding. But I, it, it can feel like God has all these rules, and I don't know why. I'm just, I don't know why. There's all, all these rules. I'm just supposed to follow them. When I encountered the power of God, my spiritual eyes opened up. First of all, my spiritual eyes opened up to God's amazing love to see how amazing his love was for me and for his people. And the fear of God also came upon me where I really wanted to please him and serve him and be in his will and never grieve him. And also with those spiritual eyes opening up as I'm seeing the reality that demons exist and, and, and God's freeing people today and, and really healing people today. As my spiritual eyes opened up to that fact, it made me realize that the word of God is so precious. The word of 
God is a gift to us. It, the Word of God is not just some rules that God has for us and we don't know why. They have so much purpose. The Word of God is literally a blueprint to staying protected from the enemy, staying free, not becoming bound by demons, and walking in abundant life, being in God's perfect will, living out your full purpose. It's literally a blueprint to that. It, the, the Word of God contains all these instructions that if you really take them to heart, take them as a roadmap to life, that if you, and you follow them, you're serious about it. You will just, you'll be in His will. You'll be protected. You'll stay free. You'll, you'll receive abundant life. And I mean the Word of God and also very important revelation of, from the Holy Spirit. And that's why it's also very important that you receive anointed teachings so you really understand what this scripture really is saying. Um, so, so much of scripture is actually saying, like, don't do this. Um, don't talk to spirits of the dead. It's saying this because if you do talk to spirits of the dead, you are opening up doors to demons and you could get demons. Um, when it says, resist the enemy, submit to God, resist the enemy, and he will flee. It's a true principle. And it's also saying that if you don't resist the devil and you listen to his lies and you take them as your truth, as your portion, and you're not rejecting them, you're not standing on the word hardcore and rejecting them, then you're opening up doors to demons. And you can have demons, demons of infirmity, anxiety, depression, suicide, and more. Um, it says in Deuteronomy 18.10 also, don't try to use any kind of magic or witchcraft to tell fortunes or to talk or to cast spells or to talk with spirits of the dead. So all of these things it's doing, it's saying, it's saying this, what, what it's also saying is if you do use any kind of magic or witchcraft to tell fortunes or cast spells or talk with spirits of the dead, you are opening up doors to demons and demons can come inside. So much of the word of God is literally instructions like, do this and then you'll be protected from the sneaky devices of the devil if you can just follow the word of God. Hallelujah. When God is saying this instruction of don't have anything to do with darkness, he's saying, it's saying, if you do start to dabble in darkness, partake a little bit in darkness, you're giving the devil a foothold. Demons can come in. Darkness can enter. Um, and so when my eyes open up to see like, whoa, God is so good. Like here we are as Christians usually complaining, like why isn't God healing me? Why isn't God delivering me? Why why are, are bad things happening to good people? And what did it... Meanwhile, God's given us, giving, given us everything we need. It's up to us to follow his beautiful blueprint roadmap to protected, abundant life. Abiding in the Lord, taking it so seriously. And so 
This is one of the biggest things I want you to take away from, from today's teaching. Instead of me saying, instead of you looking to me for, can I do this? Can I do this? Can I wear this costume? So what I want to, you to really take from this today is for you to see how precious the Word of God is and that God wants you to be able to make these day-to-day -day decisions from your own convictions based on your love for Him and your love for His Word and hearing His voice through His Word. Amen. So, um, so yes, the Word of God, this is, what's, this, is, this is what helps you to, to d discern because you're reading these scriptures and that you take them to heart. Like when you, when you read the scripture differently in this way, like God says to not do witchcraft, then you, you see witch costumes differently. You see, you watch movies, you see movies where they're doing witchcraft and it, it grieves your spirit and you're reminded of that word of God that witchcraft should not be messed around with at all. You know, um, this is what happens when you start to take the word of God seriously to heart. Um, I, my eyes have just opened up so much, obviously, as, as this past year and a half, as I'm seeing before me, day after day, week after week, hundreds and hundreds of services I ministered at the past year and a half, constantly seeing people oppressed with demons and seeing them renounce and seeing all of the ways that these open doors, these doors were opened. And, and, and it, you just can see, I mean, I encourage you, if you haven't seen many of my videos, watch them, go to my YouTube, watch the miracle moments, watch the testimonies, but it can't not open your eyes to the reality of the spiritual realm. And there's something big that we all have learned, I think this past year and a half of this revival breaking out and so much deliverance taking place is that the devil is a lot trickier and sneakier than most people realize. Um, and he, and that there are a lot more open doors that we didn't know were open doors. So this shows us that we really need to be more aware, more on guard, not take things so lightly, but, but be serious in the spiritual realm. Really be aware that the devil is roaring around like a lion seeking whom he can devour. So we should never let our guard down. Um, I, I see, you know, this even happened before even I saw deliverance break out in my ministry so much. Um, like four or five years ago, I was nannying. This was the first year of ministering and I was still doing part-time part -time work. And I was nannying and I nannied a 12-year-old boy and I was driving him down Sunset Boulevard. Now, by the way, he gave his life to Jesus in my car and it was after Jesus healed him. He had so much pain in his mouth out of nowhere and I declared healing to him and it immediately vanished. And he looked, he was like, what? He was so shocked. And so that put faith in him that Jesus is real and that Jesus loves him. 
And so he gave his life to Jesus in my car right there. Um, and so I would just have special times with him in the car, like discipling him. It was like God was training me to, to disciple many people through this little boy. Um, and by the way, that's a way, there's purpose wherever you're at in the job you're at right now. There's purpose there. There was sure purpose in that job. One day I'm driving down um, Sunset Boulevard in, in L.A., and that's where maybe a lot of you have seen it in movies or something. There's like huge um, billboards of movies, advertising movies everywhere. It's like the biggest billboard movie street probably in the world. And it's Halloween time. It's October. And we're driving down the road. And all of a sudden, the boy I'm nannying, 12 years old, he just covers his eyes and freaks out and, ah, tell me when we pass the billboard. Tell me when we pass the billboard. Freaking out. And it was a billboard for a movie called Annabelle. It's a horror movie. And so the images are very scary, full of fear on the billboard. And so I asked him, I was shocked. I was like, what happened for him to be this fearful and upset over just driving by a billboard? So I asked him what happened. And he said that when he was younger, when he was little, he went in the room where his parents were watching that movie. It was a sequel, so it was an earlier movie, one of the earlier ones. And fear, it was a, I don't know, it was a dark image that he saw, dark scene. And ever since then, he had so many nightmares. I think up till then, like constant nightmares from there. So... Back to what I was sharing about um, where you put your eyes, darkness can enter. You put your eyes where darkness is, darkness can enter. So that became an open door for demons. Now, this is the responsibility that parents have over their children, that since a child cannot control their atmosphere, they can't control who comes over and, get, and comes in their space. You know, there's a lot of things children can't control. The parents have that control. The parents have that authority. So um, they have that authority to keep doors shut for the children. So uh, anyways, so this became a, a gateway for a demon of anxiety. If, if, if a child is having nightmares of fear again and again and again, ever since seeing a scary image, it happened, that's clearly a demon, a demon of anxiety, a demon of fear, a demon of bringing night terrors. A, a demon literally entered in that moment and they need freedom. And, if, and some of you have children here today who need freedom from this spirit of fear, spirit of anxiety, spirit of sending these nightmares. God's gonna free them today. He's gonna free them today, hallelujah. So, um, Anyways, so this story I share with you, this is just a story for you to see how easily the devil can come in. Not for us to be afraid, but for us to be aware and careful in the spiritual realm of what we put our eyes to, of what we participate in. Now, if that can happen in that circumstance, right, is just a horror, a scary movie playing in another room, comes in quickly, that's that. What about Halloween? I mean, first of all, we know the devil's behind it. He's the spirit behind it. Okay, so it's like he has authority over the holiday. 
in the spiritual realm. So, like, he's literally inspiring people to, people that are putting uh, scary things on their yard, it's literally inspired by the devil. I mean, the devil is speaking to everybody. Well, a lot of people don't know they're speaking to him, right? The devil speaks to Christians, lies to us, and we think sometimes think the lies are real. And now we're learning to reject the lies. But the point is, is that the devil is speaking, okay? So even, even the inspiration to go and buy scary um, decorations, that's the dev- inspired by the devil. It's not just American culture, but it's the devil's voice speaking, go do this so I can promote fear and death, so I can instill fear into children. Children are so impressionable. Children are not strong spiritually. Like, we, um, when, this, is, this is why that can happen so much for children, that they see one image, and it's, it's like, they, many times they don't have the tools yet to reject the lies of, of fear and anxiety. Right, so um, this is why we need to be very aware and careful about what we, what we have our children be a part of. So when you're walking down the, the street even and you're seeing all these negative images, these negative themes, the, of dark themes of fear, death, um, it's, just, it's just a bunch of darkness that you're willingly stepping into even though you're not saying I willingly invite this darkness to come in my life remember it's like the devil's territory I mean that when he's inspiring people to be putting these scary things on their houses and everything it's like territory there where a fear can come in fear can come in when you when a person sees an image of fear, an image of death, not to be played around with. In 1 John 1, 5, it says that when it's saying that in God is light and him is no darkness at all, and it says that when we, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So when we are, when we are children of light and not engaging in darkness, then we are cleansed from all sin. Now, it also says in um, Acts 26, verse 17, it says, Open their spiritual eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, and they may receive forgiveness and release from their sins and an inheritance among those who have been sanctified, set apart, made holy by faith in me. So we see both in that previous scripture about the blood washing over you when you are set apart. And now we see an inheritance, an inheritance from Jesus when you've been sanctified, set apart. So we should take it seriously to be completely children of light, to not open up doors to demons, to darkness in any way, because this is Number one, how we keep doors shut to the devil. And number two, how we are accessing abundant life, the inheritance of abundant life. This is how. There are um, a few, three reasons I'm going to share with you right now 
why we should not participate, celebrate in Halloween and also engage in anything, participate in anything of darkness. Number one is that this is what's pleasing to God. We have his word. We know what's pleasing to him. We know what's not. And so because we love him, we want to please him. When when we look when we're trying to make these decisions, have discernment in what to participate in. Once again, it should not be can I do this? Can I not? Right? Once again, many times this is how we feel like can I drink or not? Can I have is it okay to have one one drink? Is that okay? Like many times we're trying to like see what we can get away with when really we shouldn't be looking at it like that. But we should be looking at it in this lens right here. Is this pleasing to God? Does this please God to do this? To engage in this? Because what we should care about more than anything is to please God, to touch his heart because we love him. Amen. This should be number 1. We should look at that. So that's the first reason why we shouldn't engage, participate in darkness. It's not pleasing to God. It's grieving to God. Um, and the number two is that it opens doors to demons. So we should look at, is this, is this harmful for my spiritual health? Could this be dangerous for my spirit? Is this a danger area? I don't want to open up doors. I don't want to get demons. We should be looking at, at it in that lens. That's, that's reason number two. And reason number three is that when you are engaging in darkness, little here, little there, it is keeping you from receiving abundant life it is keeping you from walking in your purpose. It is keeping you from being a vessel whom God can trust with anointing. Three things. We want to please God. We want to keep doors shut to the devil so we don't have demons and we don't have bondage in our lives, but we are free. And we want to live an abundant life where our purpose is fulfilled and God can entrust us with anointing. Because God wants to use you in his power, in his anointing. But he doesn't just release the anointing to anybody. But he releases it to those whom he can trust. Those whom are after his heart. Who are serious about pleasing him. Who are loving him with their every action and word those who are pure, those who are full of light, those who have been allowed God to transform them into his image by saying no to darkness, no to the things of the world, not compromising and being surrendered to God. That's when God sees he can put the anointing in. So these things, when you carry these things in your heart that you only want to please God, that you don't want to open up doors to the devil, that you want to be 
have abundant life and receive his anointing to be an anointed vessel of him to help others and heal and deliver others with his power. This carrying these things in your heart will help you to discern. Will it will keep your spiritual eyes open. It will push away the voices of your own opinions, your own desires, the voices of the world. It will push them away. What's really important is for us to surrender to God completely, everything. This means our, our personal desires, our traditions, our things that we find fun, things that we've done in the past that we love to do year after year that we find fun, um, our dreams. It includes all of these things. And so this is what's really important right now is for, for all, of the, all believers to really surrender, to not hold on to one area because I see, I know there's a lot of different views about Halloween in the Christian worlds. And a lot of it has to do with like personal opinions or personal desires not surrendered to God. When you surrender these things to God, you can really see clearly in the spiritual realm. Um, the more you're seeking God, the more sensitive you'll become in the spiritual realm. I've become so sensitive now. I'm seeing now so many people oppressed and the devil coming in such sneaky, sneaky ways in people's lives. You know, you don't have to, it's not about just doing something really evil that makes demons to come in. It can be as simple as putting your eyes to something dark Put, doing what so many others are doing and putting your eyes to something dark. It can be as simple as that. Um, so I'm seeing, I've seen so many people be oppressed by these little open doors that a lot of people would not think is a big deal, but that's the sneaky way the devil came in. And it's made me become so sensitive in the spiritual realm where like this, this year I'm more sensitive than ever. I'm going for a run. I like to go for runs when I'm actually home. <laughs> I'm going for a run down my neighborhood and I see the scary decorations, you know, on the houses and and it grieves my spirit more than ever because I see just the seriousness behind it. I don't want innocent, precious children to put their eyes there. I don't want them to put eyes there to the darkness. Um, and so I encourage, I encourage you to sharpen your discernment, to seek God more, to, 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 to position yourself in a place where God's power is moving so God can open up your spiritual eyes more and more and more. This is what's needed for the body of Christ for our spiritual eyes to be open. So we cannot let the devil enter in any way. We cannot be deceived anymore. We cannot be blinded anymore. But we can 
really see his schemes and really be victorious over him as we shut every door and bolt the locks. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I want to share right now, like, I want to say right now that um, if you have children and you are, you're serving God, you are surrendered to God, you're, you're receiving his anointing, you're, you're, you're planted, you're, I have a covering where anointing's coming upon you. There's a protection that comes upon you. I mean, even me, it's just, you know, growing up, my parents and I, we had no idea about what everything I've taught today, you know, I went trick-or-treating, celebrated Halloween, you know, all growing up. Um, and I see just the protection upon me. I see God's hand upon me. Um, and that's what I want to share with you today, that if you are serving God and you are a place where God's anointing is, protection coming upon you, you don't need to live in fear. For your children, if you're not opening up doors, you don't need to be living in fear. Like around Halloween time, you don't need to be living in fear. You don't need to be afraid that you, because it's it's you can't avoid seeing the scary images in the stores and walking down the street. You know, so don't be afraid for your children. Know that they're protected when you're not opening up doors. Like when you're just going about your day don't you don't need to live in fear you're protected um they're protected but that's because you're not opening up doors just like how um because there was a grace upon me and my parents because we just didn't know there was no power of god there was no you know there was no way our eyes could open at that point um there was a grace upon me there but it depends so now now it, it but when your eyes open up, there's a different grace, right? So there was that grace upon me then, but that grace is different now. Now that I know, now that I know better, now that my eyes are opened, the grace of God is only where I don't open up doors now, you see. So um, also, um, those of you that are wondering, I know there's some of you wondering what you should say to your children um, if God has convicted you to not participate in Halloween, uh, to not take, take the kids trick-or-treating or anything, um, what you should say to them. And I would say this, that children are wise in the spiritual realm, that the kingdom of God belongs to the children, it says. And it says, Jesus actually says to the disciples when they returned from casting out demons for the first time, he says to them, I've, I've hidden, I praise you, Father, that you've hidden these things, like these spiritual things, these spiritual mysteries, these spiritual truths from those who are proud, and you've only revealed it to those who have become like children. So this reveals that God reveals things to those who are like children, childlike, meaning teachable, meaning open, not skeptical, not critical. And so... And I've seen this in my ministry. I've seen how children really get it. They really grasp the things of the kingdom more, many times better than adults. I've seen so many children desire to come and renounce and be free and 
just be doing everything with so much wisdom and understanding, not like mom and dad told me to do this or something. It's, it's amazing. So it's because they don't, they're not skeptical, they're not critical, they're teachable. And God has made it this way that the children can understand the things of the kingdom. Like there's not a junior Holy Spirit, same Holy Spirit. And so I, I would say to just be truthful with the children because this is how they can really understand rather than think that you're trying to be mean and you don't understand why, like how I explained to you before, how I didn't understand why there's these rules in the Bible. Um, why are we supposed to follow them? But for them to, they should understand the love of God. They should understand the, the spiritual reality. Um, you can share like the story I shared of that boy where just looking at that image, a, a demon of fear came in and he got many nightmares. And so when you can just explain this simple truth to your children, the children will be able to grasp it, will be able to understand. Um, and I also want to share what we should be doing as believers on this day, on October 31st. This is, the, the October 31st is a day where the devil's doing so much work, like the most work. Um, so much witchcraft is being done then. Witches are the ones sending demons out. Witches, that's where, that's how demons get in people. They literally are sent by witches. So this is happening so much, so much witchcraft, so much demonic activity is taking place on this day of October 31st. And so on this day, it's been a day where the devil is getting so much glory and even Christians are giving him glory and not even realizing it. So Jesus deserves all the glory, amen. He deserves all of the glory, all of the glory. No one else deserves any glory. No person, no God, no spirit, no devil deserves any glory. Jesus deserves all of the glory every single day of the year. And so on October 31st, we as believers need to give Jesus glory. We, and we're giving him glory by serving him, by praising him, by spending time with him. Um, we, I, what we should be doing is destroying the works of the devil. The, the devil is hard at work. Witches are, are serious about the kingdom of darkness work. They're serious. They mean serious business. They're, it, it's, they're doing the serious spiritual work of putting demons on people to advancing the devil's kingdom. We better get to work and destroy the devil's kingdom because God's kingdom is much more powerful than the devil's kingdom. The demonic powers are so small compared to the power of Jesus. And we as vessels, we have authority over the devil. And when we can be true anointed vessels of God, these demons, their power is laughable. It is laughable. They have no power. We have the power through Christ. We have the authority over them. If you haven't seen a, a video that I posted like two days ago, you need to see it. I posted on Instagram and Facebook. It'll be on YouTube soon. But I, it, I was ministering in Myrtle Beach on Tuesday and Wednesday and day one on Tuesday, 
it was during mass deliverance and I was said on three, every demon must leave every person, one, two, three. And right then, uh, demons in this man just screamed and he fell to the ground. And then the demons like possessed the guy and stood up, he stood up and the demons was speaking to me, no, no. Um, yo, you make me sick, the, de- the demons were saying, I bet, hallelujah. Um, they were saying that to me, and then the, he was, he and the demons were like, like 20 feet away, maybe, if I had to guess. And I said, come here, I'm saying that to the demons, because the demons are the ones taking over him at that point, and I, I'm commanding them to leave, so they have to obey the authority of Christ. So I'm saying, come here. And he goes, no, no. The demons go, no, no. They're speaking this to the guy. No, I'm leaving here. I'm getting out of here. And he's looking like he's going to go. He's looking like, well, the demons are looking like they're going to take him with the guy. And other people start to like grab him physically. I say, no, hands off. You see, demons' powers are like stronger many times than physical power. But demons' power is no match to the authority of Christ and how authority works is I mean if you think of the president issuing a command he doesn't have to do anything with physical force he's making the command that's how authority works so then I said come here and then all of a sudden the demons in the guy with so together just go walking straight and quickly towards me and then I commanded the demons to go right there and they left him immediately they left him immediately so demons are their power is so laughable to the true anointing of god it is no match it is so small they're liars and they can say that they're more powerful but they're liars they are liars hallelujah so imagine what would happen if believers actually did the work of god on this day of october 31st imagine like instead of partying, fellowshipping, you know, fellowshipping's great, you know, but instead of doing that and just chilling because it's, I mean, October 31st is, I mean, it's Halloween. It's a, it's a national party, fun day, relaxed day, you know? So imagine if instead believers got to work, got to work, that they worked as hard and harder than all the witches, than all of the people in the kingdom of darkness working on that day. Imagine, imagine that would be powerful, the way that the kingdom of God would advance on that day. It's time for believers to get serious and wake up and see the importance of doing the work of God. If witches can do so much damage, how about us who have greater power when we do the work of God. And the work of God looks like so many different things, so many different things. It's different for everybody. The work of God isn't just preaching. It's not just like coming on a live here and preaching and casting out a demon. That's not the only kind of work of God. There's so many different things that contribute to the advancement of God's kingdom. Me, for example, I have spent hours and hours and hours, and I still do, on my computer editing videos (laughs) so much time doing that this like mundane mechanical technical thing 
So what is God asking you to do? How is he asking you to serve him and advance his kingdom? On this day, at least part of this day, let's serve God with our full hearts. Let's, let's, let's really serve him. Like Let's do true work of God because the devil, his kingdom, they're not just worshiping the devil, but they're doing work. Like they are sending demons to people. They are bringing death and darkness and fear to people. What if we advance God's kingdom, cast out demons, um, declared lies of the devil to leave people, encouraged and edified somebody, spoke life into somebody, um, did what he was calling you to do, edit videos, write something, whatever, share your testimony. What if we did his work and truly advanced the kingdom of God and destroyed the devil's kingdom? This is what we need to be doing this year. And I'm excited for this revival as eyes are opening up like never before because we, I, we are going to see the devil's kingdom go down like never before. It's time for the devil to stop being glorified on October 31st. It's time for Jesus to be glorified, not forgotten about. Not forgotten about. And so that's my, that's my, um, that's what I'm calling you to. That's what God is calling us to this year is to not forget about him. You know, to not go with the masses, but see the seriousness in the spiritual realm of what's going on and that you can actually do something powerful in the kingdom to stop the devil's work and to advance God's kingdom. And as much as there's grief, God is grieved by the, the works of darkness going on, you can touch God's heart. You can please his heart. Isn't that exciting? Because God, Holy Spirit can be grieved. Holy Spirit can be pleased. So he's a real person that we are in relationship with. Let's touch his heart. Let's make him happy. Let's please him. Let's bring him joy. Let's make him proud. Amen. Spend the day worshiping him. Spending time with him. Spending extra time with him. Spending time in his word. And doing his work advancing his kingdom amen hallelujah hallelujah praise god praise god thank you jesus i'm i thank you jesus for i know there are many eyes that have opened up today and i know that there are many people who god is saving today who's rescuing today from opening up opening up doors to the enemy hallelujah Right now, I want to pray for all of you right now. I want to pray for all of you who have opened up doors to darkness in certain areas, in, in certain ways you participated in Halloween, um, going to haunted houses, watching horror movies. I want to pray for you. God is going to free you right now. And also those of you who have children whom de demons came in through darkness, through horror movies, through dark images. God is going to free them right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Jesus. I break every curse off of every person here now in Jesus' name. Every curse of witchcraft sent upon you, I break it. I break every generational curse off you now in Jesus' name. And you can renounce. If there are certain things you want to repent of, renounce. You can speak them right now. Certain things of darkness you engaged in. Certain things with Halloween you engaged in. I detach you from all of that now and I command every spirit of darkness, every spirit of fear, every spirit of anxiety must leave now in Jesus' name. I command every spirit of witchcraft sent upon you must go now. Every spirit they came in through dark images, through the horror movie, through through a a horrifying image. I command them to leave you now in Jesus' name. Every spirit coming in through through scary sounds, dark sounds, must leave now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Every child there, every every one that has a child now, I declare all darkness to leave them. Every demon of fear, of nightmares, of night terrors, of anxiety, of panic attacks must leave them now in Jesus' name. And I release this anointing of protection upon every person here, every child. I speak protection, protection over you. I declare that wherever you go in this season, if you're going in the stores, if you're going in the, uh, down the sidewalk in the neighborhoods, around these dark images, I declare protection to you in Jesus' name. I declare you to be full of peace, full of joy, full of life and light, abundant light now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, you get all the glory on October 31st and every single day. We will praise you. We will honor you. We will worship you. We will serve you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.